The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I have been called the baddest B1TCH in Hollywood. I'm often called the Wicked Witch of the West Coast. I'm a Hollywood bad guy telling you how it is, telling you how to get your film made. And we are on with my wonderful assistant, Alexis Romero. G'day Alexis. Hello, good afternoon everyone. So she has a lot of stage fright, a lot of camera shy. It's fantastic, so what I want you guys to do is jump on Facebook on Behind the Scenes and blast as many questions to Alexis as you can at one time and let's horrify her. Of course you would say something like that. I'm trying to throw you in the deep end so you get used to it. But why don't you just throw me in with the sharks? You are with the sharks. You work for your executives. This is true. Okay, we have a wonderful show today. We have Lex. Dr. Lana Betancourt. And we have LaFay. So we are going to be talking about women in Hollywood, women's place in Hollywood, how difficult it can be for a woman in Hollywood, and quite a few other things. I met both of these ladies speaking at, a, uh, at the Diamond in the Raw, uh, speaking for the Diamond in the Raw Association, which is absolutely a very, very unique thing in Hollywood. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring both these ladies on at the same time, which is very rare for us, and we're going to talk to them. I know uh, we had advertised having Dev Ross on the show. Dev Ross was the first female staff writer at Disney. She made over a billion dollars for Universal with the Land Before Time series. She created Land Before Time, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Monster High, some of the most popular high, uh, shows on television. And she is currently sitting in a car in traffic, unable to be on the radio show, on her way to California to speak on a panel with me tomorrow. So I'm not um, going to be able to bring Dev on, but for those of you that have listened, she's been on here a dozen times in the past, and I promise we'll have her on again. Today we are going to meet Dr. Lana. Dr. Lana Betancourt and LaFay Baker. Stop cutting me off or I'll throw my phone at you. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, guys, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hello. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here bickering with the Lexus. Hello, everybody. Hi. How is everyone? Good, good. I'm going to start with um, Dr. Lana. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, Dr. Lana Betancourt. I am a line producer and unit production manager. I'm a unit production manager for Tridestin Studio, which does independent films. And the films that I've known for uh, for the studio is The Man in 3B and the upcoming The Preacher's Son, The Choir Director, and No More Mr. Nice Guy. I'm also a line producer on uh, a TV pilot that was done with 
Baron J Foundation and um, Bentley Kyle Evans and Trent Gums from uh, Harvest Studios entitled Mikasa Mikasa. I recently finished a film with executive producer Miguel Nunez, as an actor in the film 2016 that was done for Lionsgate. And I'm going to be working on an upcoming sitcom pilot in June with um, Bentley, Kyle Evans, and Harvest Studios and Baron J Foundation. Again, and it's going to be a sitcom written by, by Bentley, um, Bentley Evans. Wonderful. And I'm going to move over now. I am going to talk to LaFay. You work with the Diamond in the Raw Foundation. I mentioned to our listeners that I spoke there. Would you tell us about yourself and about the foundation, please? Hello, my name is LaFay Baker. I'm an extraordinary Hollywood stunt woman. I've been in the business for over um, 25 years. Uh, I'm currently um, working as a stunt coordinator. However, I've doubled some of the top actors in Hollywood, Angela Bassett, Regina Hall, Regina King, Alfred Wooder, and a ton of other um, individuals. I am known for being the first African-American stunt woman to stunt coordinate a big-budget project, which was the HBO special, um, <clears throat> introducing Dorothy Jandridge. My main purpose in life right now is to change the imbalance of gender behind the scene, especially for stunt women trying to cross over into stunt coordinating. As a result, I created the Action Icon Awards Conference, which is a three-day conference that entails um, women learning about being a stunt coordinator, breaking down a budget, action-oriented, set etiquette, and what to do when you need to pitch yourself as a woman. Um, then we have a rigging demonstration and pre-visualization. And then at the end, we have a Stunt Woman's Award show, which is called the Action Icon Awards, where we honor these women who put their lives on the line, who rarely receive the recognition that is due in Hollywood. Um, right now, we're trying to do as a community, the stunt community, to basically get an Oscar for um, the stunt performers or the stunt coordinators. We don't have such a thing as that, and we feel that it's time that we are in the running to receive or to be recognized for the work that we do in the community. So that's my spill, stunt woman, stunt coordinator. Um, I've done a lot of shows. I have over 100 shows to my name. I'm stunt coordinating, um, janky promoters, co-coordinated. I worked on the Eve show, 2016, um, Blood Beneath Us, a variety of stunt coordinating shows. So I'm just moving to the next level and making sure that women have the opportunity to coordinate shows just like the men. Now, I like that very much. For anyone that's listened to this show, you know that I'm a big supporter of women in Hollywood. I know it's not, um, it, it doesn't seem like an imbalance when you're talking about women in Hollywood. But the truth is, you've you got to be clear on it. There are a lot of women in front of the camera. That doesn't mean that we're behind the camera at all. It doesn't. So I'm going to ask you, ladies, what do you think the biggest challenge for women in Hollywood is? I mean, really, over, what do you think the biggest hurdle women have to face is? Well, I think the biggest hurdle, this is LaFay, is that the system has been around for so long where people are the industry, the old timers feel that women are incapable of doing the same jobs as a man. When the women can come in and bring a little bit more sweetness to the equation along with the actors and also they can deliver. Um, they already are trained and they can produce and execute whatever a man can do. So it's all about changing and bringing awareness to 
the women producers per se also, and to let them know that it's okay to bring a woman in to do the job just like a man because even from the stunt coordinating perspective, what we would do is break down the script, bring in the qualified um, stunt performers, the qualified riggers, and then we make sure that the actress is safe and, you know, safety is first on the set for everybody because we want to make sure the production stays uh, kind of like in, on track and we are making sure that everyone is safe. And there's no accidents, of course. Now, and that's a very, very important job. I don't think a lot of people realize what goes into that. I beg your pardon, Dr. Lan, I didn't mean to cut you off. No worries. Go ahead. Um, usually, we do a lot of joking on this show. We, we screw around a lot. But I do have to say, this is something I take very, very seriously, women in entertainment. I'm the youngest studio executive, and I'm 30. I'm also a woman, and there have been very, very few. The first female studio head uh, was Sherry Lansing, who was a wonderful friend and mentor. The first female staff writer over at Disney was Deb Ross, who we were going to have on the show, but she's stuck in traffic. The first female Oscar winner for Best Director was Catherine Bigelow, again a friend and a very nice woman. There is a very large imbalance in the industry, and I know we like to joke around and make fun and poke fun at Kim Kardashian, and I do genuinely believe women doing this and the people in front of the camera are part of what is currently creating the imbalance behind the camera. But I believe there is a place for women, and I think that a more even playing field would give us a better quality of product because we are over half the population and we're not being represented in writers, directors, producers, instance in really any part behind the camera and in front of the camera 90% of our conflicts are still over men. So that's my, my, my moment on the soapbox. I'm going to ask you ladies, being a woman in the industry and being um, working in production, working in, stunt, uh, working in stunts, have you found uh, a lot of discrimination? Well, you know, that's, I mean, it's hard to just kind of, it's not blatant. Um, you know, there's different things that do happen to stunt performers. They have something called the paint down where they will paint another ethnicity down to double a minority. Um, and that takes away um, jobs from that minority. And sometimes they can get away with it a lot of times on other, in other states, not so much in Los Angeles, but in other states because they are, they'll say they can't find someone to double that particular actress, but they really haven't reached out to the community to really find, you know, the person that's qualified. So that's one of the challenges that I have or the stunt community has as minorities is that you don't really do your research and you don't consider working these women who are qualified to get the job done. And then they have something in stunts, because I'm specifically talking about stunts, called nondescript. Nondescript is a, a thing where you, like the American scene, if someone's running from a building, it could be any ethnicity or gender. A lot of times it's just men. I could be running from a building, or somebody could be running from a building, because say the character is somebody running from building 10 people, running from building nondescript. But sometimes the guys don't really think about integrating or having a diverse or even incorporating women because they think about their friends. As they say, sometimes it's like out of sight, out of mind. For men, the women always kind of like think about 
everyone who'd be running from a scene or the American, you know, from building an American scene. So that's one of the challenges. Pay downs and failing to recognize that there are other women out there that can do nondescript, utility stunt performers, even co-coordinate um, and stunt coordinating. Now, I agree with that. I'm going to say as well, um, the, I'm going to tell you a story I was told about uh, Catherine Bigelow when she did The Hurt Locker. One of the first questions she was asked was, why are you doing a man's film? Aren't there women's films for you to do? Well, what that, difference? If she's qualified, why would that question even come up? Well, you know, it, it comes up a surprising amount. Nobody ever questions whether a man can direct a film for women. But they do often question if a woman could direct a film for men or if a woman can lead a film that will have a male audience draw. There's a reason Wonder Woman is appearing in Batman vs. Superman and we don't have a Wonder Woman movie. Well, I now, think this will be a change. I think that now um, the producers are more aware that there are women that are out there, but they need to take the initiative to make it happen, to question a woman about why. I think... It's ridiculous, but as long as she comes and she's strong, it's like, I can do exactly what a man is, that confidence is there, then sometimes you can get past, but it's almost like they like to intimidate you sometimes. And if oh, you're intimidated, and sometimes if you're aggressive, you know, I've been known to say that I'm aggressive, but the bottom line is whatever I do, I get the job done, you know, and sometimes you can offend people because you're aggressive and you want to get the job done. You know, you're running around with so many different tasks and you would like to get things out the way. So, you know, I like to say I get the job done and I just keep it moving because that's kind of like how you have to do in order to, you know, deliver. I, I absolutely agree. But I think part of the reason we're not seeing as many women in stunts is because we don't have as many women producing. We don't have as many women in charge. So it really doesn't occur to them. And I think until there's a change across the board, we're not going to see as much of a change as we need in every aspect of the show. I'm going to ask you, um, I'm, I'm trying to see when that's from. Okay, they're not telling me. Am I being told now? 4.11. I have one minute until break. When we get back, I am going to be very, very nosy and I am going to ask Dr. Lana what she thinks of this because she's on the production side of it and I'd like to know her perspective and why she thinks that women don't have the same place in Hollywood that men do or if they're starting to. I've heard a lot of people say that the discrimination is gone. So we'll discuss that some more when we get back. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with LaFay Baker and Dr. Lana. Uh, did, did I say that right? Yeah, LaFay Baker. Yeah. LaFay Baker and Dr. Lana, we bought Battencourt. Betancourt. I cannot pronounce that for the life of me. I keep wanting to call you Battencourt, not Betancourt. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dr. Lana. We'll be right back after the break. I'm Summer Helene, the Wicked Witch of the West Coast, and we'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. 
However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On the morning of August 5, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe and what keeps her so popular over 50 years later. Good Night Marilyn Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And we are talking about equality or inequality in Hollywood today. We're talking about it from a a man-woman point of view. I know uh, for those of you writing in, yes, it does happen from a lot of different points of view. There There is some racial inequality in Hollywood, but I do not, I really don't find that as prevalent. But then again, I'm not living that, so I appreciate the comments online. But today we really are focusing on uh, women in Hollywood. Ladies, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Now, Dr. Lana, I know you were talking to Miss um, LaFay and myself t- uh, discussing this. What are your thoughts? I mean, do you think that there is some in- inequality between men and women? Well, I'm coming from it from a different perspective because I have not been in the industry as long as LaFay. I'm a newbie, as they would say. I've, I've been in, in the industry for about four years. But my experience has been a little bit different, and mainly because I work with a studio that is head by a woman. So it's an independent studio that the CEO is, 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 is an African-American female by the name of Indy Brown, and the president is, is a male, which is Trey Haley. So, you know, our, our goals and ways of looking at things may be a little bit different than what others may have experienced. So... One of the things that I know I experienced with, with when being hired by Tridestine Studio and becoming one of the executives is that Indy publicly announces that she wants to empower people. So that's one of the goals of, of the studio is to bring in people and then empower them to empower other people. So as the unit production manager, you know, it's, it's my role and my goal to go out and empower people. And what I found on the projects that we've worked on, that has worked. Now, I can't say that that's the same throughout 
all of Hollywood because I've heard of stories, and, and of course, working with the fans, I've heard the stories, you know, from a stunt world of, you know, the stunt women not being given the equal opportunities as the stunt men in, in, in some of the films and projects and things like that. But, you know, it, 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 I think it all also works from the perspective of how much you as a female put into it and what you go after. Because, like I said, I've been blessed enough to be able to, to come into the industry at, at a very high level right off the bat, and I think that that's also because I just put my, my faith in God and just allow him to, to, to lead me to where I need to be. And, you know, I've worked, I've worked with the project that I talked about with, um, with males, and they've empowered me. So I think if you go See, in there with that attitude and you, and you, when you're in a role as a female and you're in a role where you can bring on other females, I think that's a key piece. And I, I'm, I'm going to interrupt and say I agree with that. Um, the people that opened the door for me and let me in were men. The first people that I ever worked with were men. Some of the most wonderful people and supportive people I've worked with have been men. Um, the gentleman, Scott Haskin, that wrote the theme music for the show, wonderful man, brilliant, brilliant composer, uh, great guy. I've worked with Lloyd Kaufman, wonderful man. I've worked with the president of Paramount Pictures. I've worked with so many people um, who have opened those doors and done that. And I found that a lot of men have opened those doors. A lot of men have been willing to do that. Where I've, But where I have seen some inequality is... There seems to be concern when I'm hiring, and I, again, I'm not going to say which studio, but it was, I, I have had some concern from my bosses, and I wasn't going to say this on air, but now I have to. Um, I've gotten concern from my bosses saying that, okay, we're cool with you hiring a couple of women, but don't overdo it. <laughs> and that wow. to me was, and, and that's, that is literally what I was told. It's okay to hire a couple and don't overdo it. When I spoke at the... Um, at the Diamond in the Raw event, um, I contacted a lot of the women that contacted me from there. I put in contact with people I know who like to hire in women and who like to give out internships. And I followed up with quite a few of them and they did get internships. They did get, um, I, I did really try and give them a foot in the door. But one thing I've heard back from a lot of women, and I'm going to say this, the girls you had at your event are tough as nails. I have not heard one complaint from them. I've not heard of one dropout of the position they were put in. But when a lot of a lot of people, not just women, men too, get get that first job in Hollywood, um, my old boss, God rest his soul, went to throw a stapler at a director, missed and hit me in the head with it. Yelled at me for getting in the way, then asked for the stapler back so he could throw it at a director. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's really old Hollywood. He was really old Hollywood. That is not acceptable today in any way, shape, or form. You know, I mean, the last time I threw a stapler at Alexa, she got very upset. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I've never thrown a stapler at Alexa. No, um, but she did um, take Sumner, I just wanted to um, reiterate... Um, I think stunts is a little different versus a line producer when you want to hire. It appears as they, they think that that's a man's job because you have the rigging, you have all these different things, and people are used to seeing a man do it. It's a little easier for the, from other different um, crew members, but 
they assume that a man has to do the rigging when a stunt coordinator or second unit director really brings in a rigging specialist to perform. When we go as a stunt coordinator, we have to dictate or try to bring the director's vision to fruition, but we bring in all the qualified people to make that happen as a team. That's why we have the stunt coordinator, because he's going to bring all the qualified people together. But for some reason, they think it's a, man, a man has to have that particular role. When I was working on introducing Dorothy Dandridge, um, my friend Eddie Watkins referred me because Halle Berry specifically said she wanted women in key positions. So that's kind of like how I was able to break that barrier and, you know, work on that particular project because we have to have women like that who are standing up, who are directing, because now we have a lot of more women, women who are directing that are requesting, this is what I want. I want to have this person, this key. And, and they come with a package. Sometimes people come with a package. I have my makeup, I have my wardrobe, I have this, this is what my package look, which is designed, you know, for the actors, or actress, you know, when they do go for a particular project on a long, a month period or whatever time frame that they're going to be on that production. So now, like I said, that, it's a little different. Yeah. That, that I see, but I also see um, the independent world has really influenced the studio world. And I do get what you're saying, and I think women standing up and saying, I want more women is a very important step. But I'm also seeing um, of, of all the people that have to make an impact, the funniest one to me was one of the first gentlemen I worked with was Lloyd Kaufman. He's got the longest running independent production company. He made a film called The Toxic Avenger. Not exactly a masterpiece, but unique in its own right. And he's really hired women in key positions since the 1970s. And I can tell you my first job was with him, so was Samuel Jackson, so was George Clooney's, um, so was Catherine Bigelow's. There were a lot of women that started with him because he had an eye for it. And he made a comment, he was on the show last week, and he made a comment that he, of, of all the people to really focus on women, that he and Stan Lee, Stan Lee in the comic book world started hiring women and Lloyd in indie film in the 1970s started putting women in key positions. And that is, I mean, that's a wonderful thing, but it did not, it, it didn't spread. They didn't have the influence at that point. And it wasn't until much, much later that people started getting pushed into those positions. And I think the lack of understanding about a woman's capability, when you look at stunt women, when you look at women in that position, or even women being a unit production manager or being a line producer, needing, women needing to be in a position where one, they are in control, Two, they are making life and death decisions. And three, needing to have physical strength. I've heard men say women can't work those hours. I've heard on sets men say, no, no, you can't. Go, go, go get someone else. That girl's going to hurt herself trying to do that stunt. What do you Well, you know, I, I also want to just say, um, even from the perspective of me being a unit production manager, there aren't that many female unit production managers out there because of the fact that of all the things that you've just said. And that's why I, I said I'm very grateful and very blessed to be in the role that I am with with um, the studio that I work with because it gives me that opportunity to go out and to show, even though we're, we're doing independent films, but to show that a female can do it. I mean, it gave me that opportunity to go into Lionsgate and say, look, here's a female that can do this role as well. You know, it's, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say even though you do an independent film. I'm seeing, and my time in film, I've seen that independent film is really what influences the studios in a, in a great many ways because these actors... 
the same as actors, the same as everyone else, most people start in independent film to some degree. And I think that it has a very, very large impact on the studio system. And there aren't many women in these positions at all. I'm, if you guys, if, if you could design, if you could say one thing to everyone that's looking at this saying, no, I don't want to see a woman as a unit production manager, I don't think she can control the crew. Or no, I don't want to see a woman as my headstone coordinator because I don't think she can hack it. What would you say? I mean, what do you want to say? Because I've got a lot of industry people that listen to this, including friends of mine. Boys, you know who you are, and you are the idiots that said this to me. Nah, 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 nah. I love you. Don't fire me. But uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I have to finish with that. I, I do. I, I do. I do have to finish with I love you guys. Don't fire me. But, you know, I, I, what, what do you want to say to those guys? Because I can tell you, I know for sure there is one very large studio head listening right now. I think that it's very important that um, men realize that women are trained and they've been around a long time. You know, I'm speaking from a stunt perspective, someone who's been in the business for a long time and they are under the regime of some other stunt coordinators. They they have the capabilities are are qualified to do the job, and I think that they need to kind of like open the doors and bring them in and let them, you know, display and see what they can do. Sometimes we have pre-visualization footage and they can look at that, you know, but give them a chance because um, I'm sure there have been guys who were given chance who definitely didn't deliver and they had to be let go. So the women yeah. should be able to do the same thing. I just ask that they open the doors and it's a new wave. So let's, you know, give us an opportunity, you know, to start coordinating shows and move on to second unit directing. So that's what I would say. Please open the door. Time has changed. What about you? And, and, and I would say from the perspective of women are were, are, are, were made and brought into this universe to do those things that they're saying that or they think that we can't. You know, it's in our nature. It's in our DNA. We're programmed to do it. We're programmed to manage multiple things, do multiple tasks at one point in time. We're, manage, we're built to to manage and be strong just because of being the mother and the, the head, the matriarch in, in the family piece of it. So there's just pieces of it that don't discount us for our outward appearance. Just know that we have it. We're programmed for it, and we're, we're here and built to do it just because, you know, it doesn't look like we can. We can. We're, you know, we carry babies. We, you know, we clean houses. We take care of families. We balance the budgets. We can do all of those things in that realm, so just take it and believe in us that we can do it in a business realm and in the production realm as well. And I say don't judge a book by its character. I mean, on the look. Sometimes I've been on the set, people don't even know that I'm the stunt coordinator. I and feel they just, such a tiny little thing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, they just assume that. I, a lot of times that I'm not a stunt performer, they assume I'm an extra or atmosphere. You know, they have no idea that I'm, I mean, a day player. And God forbid, if I'm coordinating the show, of course, they, they'll just pass me, not even thinking that I'm the stunt coordinator. Even created the Action Icon Awards, which I understand. Well, a lot of times we don't even know I am the creator of that. You know, it's because people just assume because you don't look the part or they have this image of what um, a stunt coordinator should look like. Even the producer. Or, you know, even a director, you know, they have this image, but sometimes you could be staring right in this person's face and they may be the most qualified person to deliver or execute whatever you're trying to do as far as action or even, you know, putting the crew together or hiring the best people for the job. 
One thing right. I tell, and, and I tell my guys this, is you let a girl in that door because we have been kept out for so damn long, we will work as hard as we possibly hard. can hard, because hard, we hard. have been kept out. And it sucks to say, but we've got something to prove. Mm-hmm. We do. We've got something and to that, prove. And and I'm sorry. Pardon? No, I was going to say, but, and that's the key piece of it is because we do have something to prove. We're going to come in and, and, and perform and do better and, and, and with more effort than anyone else because of it. We shouldn't have to, but we do. We, we shouldn't have to, but that has worked to our benefit. That is why we have so many women that do do so well is because we've been kicked out and we've been kept out. Once we get that foot in the door, we do work hard. I've, you know, I get paid and I, again, boys, I know you're listening, specifically you, Mr. Boss Man. Um, I get paid one, I get paid one-fifth of what a man in my job gets paid. Mm. One-fifth. But I've never had a flop. I've never had something not make it through. I've never had some of the issues that some of these guys who, granted, most people in there that do my job are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. I've never had any of those issues. And it is because I have a massive chip on my shoulder and something to prove. So sometimes letting women who know they've been kept out have that chance will do well for you. Dev Ross, one of the people we're supposed to have on the show, made over a billion dollars. She's had the Land Before Time series is still going. They are still making, <laughs> they're still making Land Before Times and making money. Women will do well if you give them that opportunity. And one thing I think people fail to take into account, aside from the benefit of the chip on the shoulder, is us ladies here, raise you boys. We know how to bully you into complying. So give us what we want, or we're just going to be forced to take over Hollywood. <laughs> we, that, that's, that's my thing. That, that is your ultimate... Give us what we want or we're just going to take the whole thing over and send you guys to your room. We have to go to break. We'll be right back. I'm Summer Helena. I've gone way over time with that monologue. We'll be right, right back, guys. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. 
Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. Guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, the baddest bitch in Hollywood, the Wicked Witch of the West Coast, the Duchess of Hollywood, and many, many other names. The truth is, I am just a Hollywood bad guy trying to make nice. I want to give a quick shout out and say thank you very, very much to Dow over at David Andrews Salon. You did a beautiful job fixing my hair after some idiot dyed it white. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing you today or tomorrow to set me up for the event I've got going on tomorrow over in Beverly Hills, which is uh, easy, Eric Zuli's uh, birthday, I believe he's 34, there's a big old event for that and I'm speaking on a panel. I want to give a quick shout out again to Smashbox Makeup, thank you for actually making me look like I've had some sleep, really appreciate that, you guys do a great job. And to Auntie Annie's pretzels, let's, who are we supposed to be saying, the Dom people involved in Let's Dance USA. Express. Um, Griggs Vacuums. Stop mentioning Griggs Vacuums, guys. I've got to tell you, Griggs Vacuums. Alexis throws this in on every television show, every movie, every radio show. She throws in Griggs Vacuums. The gentleman that owns Griggs Vacuums is Alexis's grandfather. She puts him on every placement list. That man has had more free press than anybody I've ever met in my life. And he'll never know. And he'll never know. He He just thinks he's an expert salesman these days. Um, if you want to jump online, I'd like to know your thoughts. Jump on Behind the Scenes on Facebook. You can jump on Summer Helene on Facebook. Tell me what you think. If you think Hollywood's balanced or not, I want to know your thoughts on how we could make Hollywood more balanced, not just by gender, though that is the focus of this show, but racially as well, because let's face it, we really do have some discrimination at the Oscars. No, I don't think they've fixed it the right way. But there is a lot of discrimination across the board. And Hollywood, shame on you. You're supposed to be enlightened people. So jump on there. And if you give me a good answer or you give me something to think about, I'll give you two free rides at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. We are on with LaFay and Dr. Lana. We are chatting about women in Hollywood. And we actually were having a wonderful conversation during the break. And I'd like to share some of that with you, not all of it, because we all like where we are in life and want to keep our jobs. Mostly me. Ladies, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to ask you, what do you, do you think, I'm, tr- I'm trying to find a way of saying this, but the truth is I always just end up being blunt about it. I don't think women support women enough in Hollywood. 
I've found more support from women since I've gotten successful than I did from women coming into it. One of the attitudes I got was, and I'm going to specifically exclude Kathleen Francis, Catherine Bigelow, um, Sherry Lansing, Dev Ross, those women were incredibly supportive. But a lot of other women outside of that, from my own experience, and I know Alexis experienced it, feel that um, I fought my way here, I'm not here to give you a hand. You can fight your way there too. Now, I believe we should give a hand, and I know that's something. Actually, we had one woman actually say that. Yes, we, we did have one woman say that. Um, do you think women are doing enough to help each other in Hollywood? Um, I think it has to be. I think it has to be a specific type of woman. I, I do. I do understand and hear some of what you're saying there. And if you're not confident in in your ability to continue to get work, there may be that competition piece of it. But I know part of the conversation that we were having during the commercial break was: is as a unit production matter, man, manager, it's my role to bring in the crew. And, and I, I mentioned to you that there were a few productions that I was on that I actually had more females than males mm -hmm. as part of the crew. And that was not, you know, a bad thing. It wasn't, and it wasn't a deliberate thing that I did. It was when we went to hire, we hired who was, first of all, available, and second of all, who was more skilled to do what it was we needed in there. I mean, you know... To, to get a, you know a, a female gripper grip and, and things like that it, and a female electrician it was wonderful to be able to do that and once again support females in that in that role and and once again that was not um, race oriented either because we did it for both races so that piece of it but I do know that there's that portion of it as well as the gender piece of it and it, it, it and if you're in some environment, it may be harder to do, but like I said, I've just been blessed to be in an environment and to take on projects that will allow me to do what I need to do. And that portion of it is the piece, too, is, is whether or not you, you as an individual are willing to say, no, I'm not going to take this project if I can't staff it and support it in a way that that meets my soul, my soul and my, my, my spiritual piece of it for me. Now that was that was something very very interesting you said to me was about about the insecurity. The, the, one of the very first statements you made was, "I can see how a woman would do that if she was insecure," and that that is a very 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 good point. I see it with men, I see it with women, I see it with people all the time, especially in my job. Everyone's scrambling uh, to keep theirs, especially when there's a problem at a studio, and not particularly worried about what's going on with people under them. Um, I've seen people that I've worked with, even down to it, blame their assistants. And the assistants gotten dropped on the spot and things like that, just, or their, their lower, their subordinates, and uh, dismiss them that way. But I think insecurity does, in a lot of cases, um, feed into poor judgment, period, no matter what the circumstance. Now, I'm going to ask you ladies, um, what, is, what is your best moment in Hollywood? What was that one moment? that made you stop and go, geez, this is just, this is worth it? Well, the moment that I had, my first job was on location in the heat of the night for a week. And then I know I'm dating myself, but not knowing the prep, the um, perks that come with it, and after realizing that I fly first class, you know, they provide limousine service and all of that stuff and have a per diem, 
I thought, wow, this is something I might do, but I never really took it seriously until I actually got out there and experienced and then started meeting the people, and I realized this is really a cool career, and I just love what I do, and I always say they pay me to play, and I'm coming from a stunt perspective, you know, because my background is in gymnastics in high school and college, so it's almost like this was designed for me to do because it all falls into place. So my moment was that, but to top it off, the best moment was being the first African-American court in a big budget project and working alongside of um, Halle Berry and also work with Angela Bassett on What's Love Got to Do It. So working on those major projects just made me think it's worth it. And now being able to coordinate shows on a larger magnitude, it's just so rewarding. And all the work that I've put into it and all the years hitting the ground, even the accidents, you know, you know some people wouldn't talk about the accidents that they really have. But just putting everything together, it all makes it worth it. And if you can come out alive, it's even better. Like I said, I always tell people they pay me to play, and I just love what I do. And it's the most exciting career to be involved in, and I just love it. So, you know, it's, it's just rewarding for me mentally, emotionally, and I just love what I do. I'm, I'm actually going to butt in there. Um, not, not many people know this. When I first started uh, in the film industry, I went from underwear modeling to acting. Then I got behind the camera when I was acting because I'd always surfed and I'd ridden dirt bikes and, you know, I was a ballerina and a cheerleader and a lot of things. I did a lot of my own stunts. And the day I realized how dangerous it was, was when I got thrown off of somebody's back and hit a cabinet and I broke my rib away from my spine. Um, So I literally broke my rib and it was floating. It It was away from my spine. And that was the day I went, I I made two decisions that day. Uh, One, I was never doing stunts again. Two, I would never, ever underestimate the danger that people that did stunts put themselves in. Because I always dismissed it as not that big a deal until, because I was doing it. You know, I felt, well, I'm doing this. It can't be that hard. (laughs) Snapped that bone, went, you know what? This is dumb. (laughs) I'm never doing this again. This is really, really dumb. I'm leaving this to the professionals. And from that day, never touched it again. But the danger, the real danger that you guys put yourself in, I mean, look what happened to um, Bruce Lee's son. Look at what happened to Brandon Lee with, you know, a misfire. The, the real danger that people put themselves in in film is very, very undercounted a lot of the time, I think. Now, well, I'm going to ask... Actors, they don't really understand um, having a stunt double until they actually get injured. Once they are injured, <laughs> of course, they're not ever. Because, you know, they have to also focus on the stunt. Not only the stunt, but they have to focus on their lines. That's a hard task. It's hard for me to focus on the stunt and then try to pretend like I'm an actress. So, yeah, so it's, it's very difficult. So once they realize that and they understand also that they're taking opportunities away from stunt performers, but their focus could be on just focusing on their lives, you know. Even when I got hurt, most people wouldn't even know that a stunt person goes through these things. They come back and fight for their position. You know, it's almost like you're on an injury reserve and you come back after you were injured because I know my injury was like in 96 on a Ready or Not music video, which is like you don't want to get hurt on a music video. You want to get hurt on a big production. But anyways, and I broke both of my jaws at the jump. Excuse me. Broke both of my jaws at the jo- at the um, joint and um, slaughtered my mandible in three parts. I was out of commission for nine months, but I was determined. I bought me a new bike, motorcycle, you know, a new bike. I had to get back, reclaim my spot. It's like I'm on the injury reserve. I work too hard for this business, and I got to get back to what I need to do. 
And that's kind of like the mentality of a lot of some people also. They love what they do. They get hurt. You brush it off and you keep moving. Of course, you go take care of whatever the problem is. You break something, you get it healed or whatever you need to do. And you keep it moving because this is what we do. And that's it. And I think um, let the let the experts handle their job. We should all be experts at what we do. It's there's the expression jack of all trade, master of none. Well, you are a master of yours. Actors are a master of theirs. And I think everyone should stick to that. At least from my experience, like I said, mine comes from snapping a rib in a very uncomfortable place. Some actors more than others. Some actors more than others. We just don't go there. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to ask you, Dr. Lana, what was the moment that you realized? Um, it was at a rap party um, that we had at the end of a film that we finished. And the um, producers were up giving accolades to people. And um, the director got up and made a statement about me. And then the producer got up and made a statement about me. And one of the actors stood up and said, wait a minute. You mean she's only been in the industry for this many years and I saw how she ran the set and how she was, you know, managing the crew and how she took care of us as actors, making sure that we, you know, got this and got that. And, and he even said to the point, well, I got a, I got a call at, you know, one o'clock in the morning and I'm going, what the? And, and when he saw it with me, he said, okay, it's Dr. Ronald. Let me listen to it. And he knew that it must have been important if I was calling him at that point. And at that point... I felt so humble and grateful for the fact that I, every day I went to work, I went to work knowing that I was going to give it my all. And that came back being shown that I had because the unit production manager is the most hated position because, you know, everybody hates the unit production manager because you're the one that's pushing people to do all the right things on the set to make sure that things are being done. And, 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 and I shouldn't say most hated, but it's the most unappreciated role. I think, yeah, I, I think that would be, um, I think producer gets most hated. I think unit production manager, people overlook. And from a producer's standpoint, I've stood up nose to nose with my unit production managers, from, with my directors while they're standing there saying, no, you are going to do this. I had a clear oh, yeah. building. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I, I mean, what you guys do. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've been there too. I've been there where I've had producers and, and directors in my face yelling and screaming and using the worst profanity that I've ever heard of. But the thing is, I still had a job to do. And mm -hmm. like it or not, that job was going to get done. And, it, and my point is, is, you can do your job, but you don't have to do it in an aggressive way. You can get your job done and you can, you don't have to demean or, de or, you know, deplete anyone's energy or their standings or whatever. You just do what you need to do to get it done and just carry it off. And I felt really good about that. So after that rap party, two months later, that same actor called me to come and be the unit production manager on, on, on their film. So that, that told me that, you know, when you go in and you go in with a positive attitude, you go in and you do your job and you treat people like human beings and you hire good people, it will show through. And that was my most revealing and rewarding point. Now, the reason I'm asking this and the reason I'm saying this, we have five minutes left of the show. Uh, 
I know usually this is a funny show. I know usually we have people on. I'm going to say it, and I know Alexis here is saying it with me, and I know the ladies here will say it, and I'm going to ask them to say a word too. I've used this hour to, to try and shine a light on the, the lack of women behind the camera in Hollywood. And it's not always a popular subject. And I know a lot of you listening listen to the show because it's funny and because I give you all kinds of free shit and because I make fun of the industry and we give you a good laugh. I know today we didn't. But I feel this is something that is very, very important. So I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart, for those of you in the industry that are listening, please, please listen to the women on this show. Listen to the sensible women in the industry and give us a go. I know I've, I've already had that door opened for me and I try and open it for others, but I'm asking you people out there to open the door for more women. Ladies, is there anything you'd like to say? We do have a lot of industry people that listen on this show and we have a lot of people outside the industry. Well, for those who are interested in learning more about stunts and stunt coordinating any, you know, camera angles, anything pertinent information as it pertains to stunts, feel free to um, contact me at um, www.diamondaraw.com or... Um, stntdva at gmail.com and for the producers and directors who are not familiar, especially independent uh, producers who are unaware of the safety and what's required and the rules for Screen Actors Guild or just in general about stunts, feel free to contact me. I'm available to assist and help. And then if you need any stunt coordinating, you know, anyone to bring in for stunt coordinating, I'm available to also assist you there. My name is LaFaye Baker. Dr. Lana? Yes, and this is Dr. Lana Betancourt. If you are looking for work in the production area, please feel free to contact me at tdplyb at gmail.com. That's T as in Tom, D as in David, P as in Ball, L-Y-B as in boy at gmail.com. And please feel free to give me a call at my office number of 323-325-5192. And... And and I just want to say, just asking all other females that are out there in the industry to give other females the opportunity and know that, you know, reach one, teach one. So if if you find someone that's not of the level, level that you think, teach them, bring them along. Well, and I also think it's important, you know, mentors are very important, and then there's something called um, sponsors. You know, sometimes the sponsors, um, mentors, you have mentors first to teach you about the business or whatever, but then the sponsors help you get into those positions because they're grooming you to take their place or to move to the next step. So it would be nice if we have more women who are in key positions, have them, you know, mentor or be sponsors for some of the, the next generation of people, just to, people who are trying to move to the next level, just help them get there. That would be great. We all need to stick together as women to try to help us grow and change the imbalance of gender behind the scenes in entertainment. In I've been sponsored areas. by Summer. Sorry, didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, Alexa just butted it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. There, it's, it's very, very true. Ladies, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, I know you expected a funny one, but this was a very, very serious topic for me and a very important show for me to do. 
Um, I'm going to say real quick, I was ashamed. I actually wasn't looking for a woman when I first hired an assistant. I put up an ad looking for a man, 25 or older, with experience. I ended up with Alexis. And here I am. Yeah. <laughs> so wonderful. She, she is. She is absolutely wonderful. We have 30 seconds left. Ladies, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm giving a shout out and saying... If you need somebody for, as, as a wonderful unit production manager, if you need a wonderful stunt coordinator, contact these women. Or if you young ladies are trying to get in the industry and you need somebody to give you a hand up or a hand out, contact them, please, or contact me. Thank you very, very much for joining us on Behind the Scenes, ladies. Thank you very much to my audience. I know this was a serious show. Thank you so much for joining us. Please remember, there is always a place for you. Women, men, everyone else in between, behind the scenes. I'm Summer Helene. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.